good morning. About 20 minutes until the afternoon hits, but just saying good morning. <laughs> um, today is August the 4th, and I think some of the last times I spoke to you was like the end of June, beginning of July, but um, this has still been like a really interesting hard summer for me and uh, proud of myself though because yesterday was the first time that I didn't cry all day Um, I usually wake up and get sad and cry and go throughout my day and throughout the day I'm still sad and crying and then nighttime comes And it's usually, like, during the musical. I'm currently doing a show at Zilker Park, which has been super therapeutic, but also really hard because the content is about love, and it's a very corny play. But, um, you know, deep underlying messages, that's what musicals be doing. And this is another one. And... um, So there have been some moments where, you know, I'm grateful for my sadness because I think it's created like awesome moments for me on stage. Um, I love like I love acting. I guess it's it's the weirdest form of art, but it's so like it's like a way for you to look at yourself through like another character or like if you're watching a show to be to be able to relate to someone else. Um. And I just woke up today, I guess, with a heavy heart because of all the crying and sadness I've done this summer. A couple of days ago, my school that I'm I'm still teaching at um, had us come for like a Christian teacher conference. And um, it was only a couple of days and each day was only a few hours. It wasn't a very demanding um, conference, which was cool. And it was on our school campus. So it was convenient. But also, um, while there, like, um, the D of DTM used to work at my job with me and she has moved on to bigger and better things, which is so good. Um, and it gives me hope like, all right, like this is not like the end of the road or or it doesn't have to be, but like the beauty of my job is like, I could, I could die there because I think that I'm a valuable asset to the team, even though I'm terrible at my job. I think it's hard to be a theater teacher when and know about theater in a school this small. Um, but with so many jobs, like everyone has a lot of jobs. So um, being able to just lighten someone's load. And if I leave, like who's going to direct the musical, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's a big deal. So it's a blessing to be able to work there. Um, but it's interesting because I'm by myself. And um, just like someone at the conference was like, hey, like, how was your summer? And, like, I'm just in a place right now where I can't be like, it was good, you know? So I was like, it was not not a good summer, but, uh, but necessary. And so, you know, that's how I feel about, about it all. Like, it's not good, but it's definitely necessary. Um, 
basically like I know I'm talking slow I'm like still laying in bed um because I woke up like an hour ago but you know we all do it like we get up and we look for our phone to see what time it is and then you notice like oh I have all these text messages or emails and then that leads you to getting on social media and that's when you start seeing the things that that make you feel like shit so if you don't want to feel like shit don't go to that like featured page at the beginning when they're like Oh, these are some videos we think you'd like to watch because they're all like bitches in bikinis and flexing their muscles and showing how much they're in love and shit or what good food they ate. And like none of it makes me feel like, yeah, all right. Like, I don't think that social media was designed to make you feel good. It's a consumerist mindset. So like, what can we get? What can I buy? Um, after seeing this on Instagram, what can I buy? Like everybody and their mom, even everybody and their dogs and their dudes are wearing fashion freaking Nova. Um, but fashion Nova is lit. Like I ain't shaming it. It's lit. If, if they gave me a deal, y'all see fashion Nova all over my Instagram. Um, but, but fashion Nova, you know, just like all the different kits. Like I saw one today that was like a single, like single self care kit or something like for single people. Like, you can buy this kit and they'll mail you shit a month, and you know, to make you feel better about yourself. And it's just a bunch of junk you don't need. Maybe you do need it. I didn't even look at what's inside of it. It could be some beneficial stuff. But, you know, I went on social media and saw all that stuff. And I, I never really look at those pages. Every now and then, like, I'll, I'll like, catch something or, like, you know, miss, miss, um, step when I'm like on Instagram and like end up on that page. And then I'll see like something hilarious and then you're stuck, you know, like, I don't mind watching funny video. There are so many hilarious people on the internet and I love the humor of like the way humor is moving because of technology. It's like interesting. And I think it's making a comedian's life a little bit harder, but, but also interesting like I don't know like the art is so interesting because it's ever-changing um and so I'm so grateful for that but anyways what I was saying is you know I got on social media and um it was just hard because uh like today is my sister my sister my brother-in-law's sister's birthday um and my my sister um and her have gotten along, you know, very well since um, my sister and her husband, you know, got got together and got engaged and got married. Um, that was just a, a crazy roller coaster of emotions, that whole process. And, you know, through that, I think um, her and uh, my sister's husband, they got stronger. But also my sister's husband's sister and my sister got stronger. It's harder when, like, I'm trying not to use names. Not that I have listeners and stuff, but I'm like, dang, like, I'm trying to be cool and not use nobody, man. But, like, um, they ain't going to (laughs) listen. They're not that supportive, so it's fine. But, um, anyways, what I was saying is I get on there, and I get on there, I see this, like, activity often where, you know, she celebrates the life of, like, her in-law's family. And they um, are African, which is, you know, such an awesome culture. Like, being black is already cool. But, like, when you, you know, hang out with Africans and you get to know, like, African culture, it's just so thrilling. It makes you feel even more proud to be black. Because my 
my family, like my dad's side, we're West Indian. We're from Granada. Um, but we don't know much about Granada because my dad never really spoke of it. Um, he never really talked about it. But his dad was like first generation. Um, or maybe he he is. But my dad's dad, we called him Pipe, P-I-P-E, because he had like a, a pipe all the time. And he um, had the thickest accent ever, like the thickest West Indian accent. And so I would always be like, oh, God, anytime he called, I'd be so scared. Like they, my mom be like, go talk to Pipe. I'd be like, oh, Lord, like, I don't know what he's saying at the time. So it made me nervous. But like the older I am now, the more I'm like, man, how freaking cool is that? Like, how cool. And I'm sad that I don't know a lot about him. And I don't know if there's like video footage or like a way for me to to get more in touch with that side of my family. But I think when my sister met her husband and they got along, like that thrilled me more. Like that was like, at first I was like, this is crazy. But like, then I just got so into it, especially once the wedding happened. The the traditional wedding was like so long, but so much fun. And it was just like a culture shock and it was just the coolest experience. And so when I met my ex-boyfriend and he was African, like, I was so excited, like, oh my gosh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not like, I don't know everything about Nigeria, but I know a lot now, or, or a lot more than I ever knew, because of my family, um, they were from different tribes, and, uh, you know, there was like, there's rumors, you know, each tribe has their own rumors about this tribe and that tribe, and you shouldn't, you know, you know, a lot of my, um, like, he was Yoruba, and uh, my ex, and, the, and, and my sisters, their in-laws are Igbo. And so, of course, they're saying, like, I mean, my ex never said anything negative about um, Igbo, though. He always said that they were, like, swaggy and cool and chill and Yoruba's have more of a hype vibe. And now that we're not together, you know, a lot of those things, I'm like, oh, okay, I can see that. Um, but I babble a lot. But um, basically, like, I get on Instagram and I see, like, just oh, today is my sister's husband's sister. It's her birthday which is awesome. And, um, you know, just the celebration that my sister is giving her is like, um, it's good. It's awesome. But it also bums me out because, um, you know, my birthday, I, the last podcast, uh, of Mimi's mind, I talked a little bit about my birthday and that whole situation that went down and, uh, just how terrible it was. And I don't know, like, I know that I, shouldn't take everything personal and I shouldn't take offense to everything but it's weird when you feel like all of this is intentional or like Instagram Facebook but mainly now Instagram because Facebook has become this place where we we talk a lot about politics and da 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 like every now and then people will be like my husband is great you know um but a lot of it is about what's going on in the world which is it's cool and crazy how different like platforms are changing to to serve different needs but Instagram is now like narcissist land and like if you want to see a bunch of selfies of yourself like do you ever go to people's Instagram and just like kind of look and see like damn they got hella pictures of themselves that's it like it's like awesome but also like like awesome because like do they love themselves like they have they think they're so beautiful and that's awesome because usually they are but also sad like where your friends at like you know like I almost want to see a picture of your, the food you ate, like anything but your face all the time, you know. Um, but hey, I I don't know, like what we post is interesting. 
And so, you know, just seeing my my sister kind of post like, oh, this is the best. She's the best sister. And I didn't even read it. Like, I, I, I can't serve it. It's like when you get on Instagram, it's like some of the first few pictures you see to kind of like, you know, jog your energy. And that was one of the things I felt like just like sad and angry. And like I had plans like nobody knows this, but like um, like I'm my my lease is up in like September. And so I'm going to move out. And I had plans to kind of like move in with my parents, save up for like six months um, or live there for the rest of the school year and move out this time next year, uh, move out and move to New York and just like be poor and homeless or whatever. But like follow my dreams there because I'm 31 and I listen to this podcast by uh, Amanda Seals, Small Doses. Um, Shout out to Amanda and that they're they're there's an episode about like um being in your 30s and the realness of that episode spoke to me what I love about Amanda she reminds me of Tracy G but with more edge because she will tell you like how it is just like Tracy but but like Tracy does it in this like poetic beautiful way and Amanda does it also that way but also you know she keeps it to 100 like she be calling you out and like it's just humbling. And so when I heard that, I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to move there. Like, it's always in the back of my mind. Like, why am I not happy? Because you're not, like, where you want to be. So, like, go there. Um, but the steps to get there are, like, the hardest parts. Like, moving out of my apartment, which is a really nice apartment. So, I, I you know, I have a lot of space for not that much money. Some people are paying ridiculous prices here in Austin. So I'm kind of like, holy shit, I don't want to move. And then I'm thinking about, you know, um, I'm thinking about, uh, like, if I move here, then, like, moving in with, like, my parents or, you know, somewhere I don't have to pay rent so I can save money. Um, But I'm, like, living with my parents. Like, that's not terrible. They're, They're annoying because they're your parents. But, like, but they've been really helpful on this journey. And then, um thinking about just like the the interactions that they constantly have like with people coming in and out of their house I'm like oh lord but I'm so busy as a teacher a theater teacher and I'm still an actress in the city um and I I turn down shows all the time but people beg me um and they you know flash money in my face and I have a hard time saying no because I'm in a financial place where I need the money um and so I say yes to bullshit and, uh, you know, and I'm miserable the whole however long the process is until it's over. Um, but, like, the good thing about that is, like, bi- being busy. I'll be busy enough to help my um, school be successful or my, my like, I'll be just busy enough to not even have time to even think about the fact that I live. I would be living at home. But today, when I was on social media, I saw that post and then... I feel like there were other posts, you know, and I was like, oh, man, like, my sister, like, literally, like, doesn't care about me. Like, like, I think, like, there's, like, the generic feeling of caring, and, like, when I was with my ex-boyfriend, like, he was like, "We, we can never be together if you don't reconcile things with your family. Like, you have to reconcile things. So I, like, reached out to my cousins, who we got in this huge brawl because of my sister and, like, the way they made my sister feel. I was like, let me be loyal to my sister for once. And so I kind of like, I went to Houston with the hopes of having fun and it ended up being just a terrible time, thanks to me. 
um, mainly because it didn't start being my fault, but it ended up being like me being the only one who wanted to confront Amber. Oops, about like something and um, and like because of that, like I um, because of that situation, like I ended up being the one who had to confront, and it was so weird, like. The whole thing was weird, and um, I ended up just, like, leaving at, like, 3 a.m. in the morning, or it was, like, late in the morning, early, late at night, like, early in the morning, like, clubbing times, clubbing hours, and I was like, I don't want to be here, and I drove away from Houston back to um, Austin, and I was on Xanax, you know, lit the whole time, but I was just, like, angry, and I called my sister, and she was like, yeah. You know, and I think that's the only time that we strongly bond is when there's like not a, a like when there's like a mutual disagreement. I think most people bond when like them and someone else don't like someone else and they can both be like, this person is a piece of work. You know, I'm sorry I said her name. I don't, that's not her real name, but, but still I said, it. I said a name. Um, but, um, anyways, so like, having, like, all this random beef with my cousins and, like, literally, like, that was, like, easy to cut off because, like, we weren't that close in the beginning, but it was, like, a desire that I had always wanted. So when we got close, it was lit, and then when we weren't close, it was sad. And then when I, you know, was with my ex-boyfriend and he was like, you know, you should reconcile things with them. I was like, yeah, I I am, because I don't want to lose you, so I'm going to do what I have to do, you know, to keep you. And so I didn't really do that for my own sake. But it did feel good to, like, squash the beef. And so, you know, I did. And um, I don't know. It's just crazy that now, you know, after all this time, like, we just, we can't get along. Like, when my ex-boyfriend and I broke up, he wrote me this email. I, I sent him a couple of emails. You know, the first one was a few days after it happened. And I was just so distraught. And I was like... I can't contact you anywhere else. And so, you know, this email was the best thing I could do. And I hope you get it, but you don't have to reply. And I, you know, I put a lot of quotes from like Chinua Chibi because, you know, he's Nigerian. He, they both Nigerian, but also Chinua is an amazing author and, you know, has some awesome books. And so, you know, I wanted to show a lot with that. A lot of it could have been just like, see, I'm well read. And a lot of it, could have been like oh a lot of it was just relatable like the quotes were like were like perfect for me you know and and how I felt the situation was and another quote I I quoted was like from the song that I sing every night or four nights a week um called there's always me it's an Elvis tune and uh it's about basically like loving someone and they're not really feeling you but you don't mind being like their second fiddle, like if the first fiddle breaks down, you don't mind them choosing you because you're always going to be there. And so I kind of sent him some of the lyrics to that. And then I didn't hear anything. And then I did, I got on Instagram, of course, which is terrible. And I saw like some pictures of him traveling. And one of the pictures he was with the girl eating oysters, which is like, I say it's our meal, but you know, it's everyone loves oysters. But like, It's kind of a meal that we kind of, it was kind of a go-to, like, we didn't know what to get or how to start the meal. We would always, not always, but sometimes often get some oysters. So I saw that picture and then I scrolled to the next picture and it's this beautiful girl with him. 
And I'm like, <gasps> like immediately crying, thinking it's his girlfriend, you know, hysteria. And then you realize like, oh, wait, I think that's his good friend. But at this point, you've already sent him a DM. Like, how can you move on so fast? And you never loved me. And now I know what your ex-wife meant about this and crazy shit, you know, because you're upset. And so that, you know, triggered him to block his Instagram. So now nobody can stalk it. Um, and I was like, damn, but it's good, you know. And then I sent him another email a few days later, like, hey, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm just I miss you and I'm kind of going crazy, blah, blah, blah. I don't even know what I said in the email, but I tried to be cordial and not hysteric. And I tried to teach him all the things. I mean, teach him, show him all the things that he taught me you know, in the email, and I tried to be like, hey, man, like, I don't know, man, you know how you be trying to sound your best self in an email, and um, he wrote me back, like, stop talking to me, like, leave me alone, like, you need to work on this, you need to work on that, and it was just, like, crushing, bro, like, I bawled, I mean, I I bawled, I I don't even know, like, how I'm alive right now, because that, that email got me, And all my friends were like, that's what he wanted to do. Like, he wanted to have the last word. But he also wanted to make sure that you knew, like, you knew exactly how much you meant to him, which was not a lot. And it's crazy because when I think about myself as a person, like, I think I'm cool. And so it just sucks that, like, I rubbed him the wrong way. You know, he used to get mad at me about, like, PDA. Like, and I am not a PDA kind of girl. But, like, if I I felt inclined to, like, hold his hand or touch him, it felt like the weirdest, like, I shouldn't be doing that. Like, he would get upset. And I don't know. Like, when I replay those moments, like, man, I I get upset all over again. But I basically was like, I I could write about this, which is something I have started doing, writing and reading, because... What Will Smith said, like, whatever you've been through, like, there isn't, there has, there is someone in this world who has either, you know, they've written about it in a book somewhere, like, someone going through what you are going through, or what you've been through, or where you, where you want to be, like, there's a book about it, so read, and so, you know, I'm reading Corazon by Jessica Salgado, and it's a beautiful book of poetry about heartbreak, and, like, life, and being, like, a person of color, and being a person of, color with some with some weight on you like um and that book is just like speaking to me so much so that I can't even read it sometimes because I just cry um so it's hard to get through some nights or some days because I'm like I don't feel like being sad right now um basically like I I had to take to, to this podcast today instead of writing because I wanted to talk about it and I didn't want to babble to someone random and sound crazy. So I was like, let me just put my feelings here. Nobody listens to this. Well, there's like, there's like, uh, we get about 30, 30 or so listeners an episode. Um, and my ex-boyfriend actually was on one of our episodes and I deleted it because, oh boy, it's hard. I can't, I can't listen to that. I don't even know what I was thinking when we were like, let's record with this guy like he'll be so smart with us about money and which he is you know there's a lot of things about him that I I miss um but I'm at this place now where I just I'm thinking about everything that I don't have relationship wise and uh one of those is my sister you know but I've never had her and 
I never really understood why we just don't get along. And, like, I was talking to, actually, um, it's my sister's husband's cousin. And he was talking to me a little bit about some of the stuff, like, in their life. And some of the things he said was, like, I wonder, like, well, I don't know if he said it. And I think people say this, though, not... Like, you know how people just, like, they, they post, man, like, pictures of, like, happiness and da-da-da-da. When you know, you know that they be fighting. You know that they be struggling. You know that, like, I know my sister is not an easy person to be around. I'm like, and she got a kid running around? She ain't happy. I mean, she ain't not, she ain't unhappy, but, you know, I can't explain it. Like, all the happiness that I be seeing, I'm like, nigga, you ain't that damn happy. And I think that's why it bothers me because, you know, I'm pretty um, candid about my emotions, especially on social media. Like, like Tracy's like, nobody's going to post a picture of them like having a mental breakdown, but I will. I sure will. And uh, um, maybe not like crying. Like, that's kind of weird. But like, like a post, like a video of me, like I posted a video of me a, f- a few days ago, um, listening to the book of Job. And, you know, we know the the story of Job, but you don't really, you know, now that I'm older, I'm just really trying to understand the Bible, um, because so many random people who, who don't even be going to church like that are like, get your face in the word. Like you should read the Bible more. And I'm like, what? You know? So I'm trying to understand like, um, you know, the whole Will Smith thing. Like there are people who have been through what you're going through that whole thing. But I'm also trying to understand like, um, just like God's plan for me or like who God is because I think that that would help a lot of like my social or mental anxiety um but it just it's hard when like my sister reached out to me when you know she saw that I I posted the email that he sent me on my Instagram story one day not for a long time but for a few hours it was up there and um a few people were like oh my god I'm so sorry like he sounds so mean and I'm sorry that you had to go through that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's cool. Like, I mean, he talked to me like that often, but, but I liked him. So I, you know, I let it. And when you don't believe in yourself or like see yourself as that valuable, like you'll take his word before you take your own because I don't know. Uh, I just did. And on paper, like he, he had it all, you know, he had good, a good job, you know, good money. He was very, like, financially savvy as far as, like, how to go about spending your money and saving your money. Um, And he was just smart. And I loved being around that, like, energy was, like, awesome. And not that there's no one else around the world that's like that, or I'll never find that again. But it motivated me, like, you got to make your own money, obviously, which I do and did without him. But I wasn't making, you know, six figures, and this guy is. And so, you know, I felt not adequate. Um, and, uh, it's just like, you gotta be more independent. Um, and so when I, you know, I'm basically, I'm here because it's hard for me to, you know, I I haven't cried and I was like, I don't want to cry today. Like I can cry. It's an easy go-to, but like, I'm tired of crying because my sister doesn't like me or my sister doesn't understand me. Um, and sometimes you're, I don't want to be necessarily understood I guess I do but like I just want people to to 
to empathize or be there. Um, but when I post those depressing things, it's not really for anyone to see but me. Like, I don't even know. I guess you can scroll down to see who's watching. But, like, I, I rarely do that. Like, it's not really about, to me, what who's watching it. Like, it's more about... I got to get this off my chest. And they, they, they be coming with the memes. The memes be coming. The poets and the people writing them little quotes. I'm like, damn, that's real. It just shows me, like, somebody has felt or is feeling, like, exactly how I feel. I'm not tripping. I'm not crazy. And then you start thinking, like, how does my ex-boyfriend feel? Is he sad? Probably not. Like, we broke up, and the next day, he blocked me on everything and and, and flew around the world, honey. I, I say world, but it was America. I think, I don't know, but he traveled, honey, and um, a few days later, one of my friends, you know, went to visit his, his best friend, because they're now talking, they met at my birthday, and um, like that whole thing, oh, that's, I'm like, should I talk about that on this episode, it's, it's already been, it's already 30 minutes um, in, but like, that's a whole nother relationship that I don't have anymore, the D and the T of DTM, like, we have not been recording I guess you could say my fault, um, but it's mainly because of my ex-boyfriend and that whole relationship has been really hard for me. Harder than I thought. Like, I break up with dudes or they break up with me. Like, it's a thing. Not a thing that I'm proud of, but it happens, right? And you be feeling sad, but you move on. I think the way that I have moved on was just, like, getting back on OkCupid and finding another random but I'm in this place now where I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't feel like talking to some random guy and having him try to make me feel better and putting more expectations on him. Like, I don't want to do that either. So I'm in this place now where I'm like, okay, what can I do? Um, so that's why I started reading and, and I t- I've, I've taken a hike every day, like at least a mile and a half or more. I, I walk. Um, I used to do like way more, but I'm I'm taking it slow. Um, but like I, I, you know, I lost contact or connection with them. Like, I guess like I, I'll check like Instagram or something and I'll see like somebody sent me like, or sent the group, like what there's a group text, group chat, and they'll send it like hilarious videos. It's usually funny stuff. Um, sometimes we send each other motivating things, but obviously that's been a while. And, um, you know, I think what makes me sad is when the whole breakup went down and I saw like they were all following each other on social media but I was blocked it was hard for me to see that everyone's still in each other's communities and still in each other's lives but but I was the one that they pushed out but we didn't have this we had a podcast because of me they met each other because of me like I feel like I contributed to a lot of like the relationships that these people now have and they're like okay we don't need you bye Especially when people are going through hard times, like your friends don't know, always know what to say. But I feel like, or or if they're saying something, it sounds so fake and stupid. Like, are you okay today? Okay, just checking in on you. And I would rather you not even call me, or text me and be like, hey, uh, I just want you to you know keep your head up today. I know things are rough, but you're on my heart. You're my prayers. Like. You don't have to give me advice. You don't have to, I don't know, just something as simple as that from people that I admire would be like enough. But I haven't heard shit from them. And if I do, it's like funny stuff. And it's like they disregard 
disregard how I'm feeling or they're like, oh, you know, they don't see it as real. And I, I heard a sermon about that, about like how, you know, you're freaking out about something and you, you, you tell someone and they're like, really? You're scared about that? You need to be worried about this. And they disregard how you feel, feel and they turn your fear into something like they don't think it's real, but it's real to you. Even if it's not real, it's like a real fear to you. Like, it's like he used the analogy of like seeing a scary movie. We like them because they're scary. But it, but it also can put this feeling in you of like you scared that there's like a flesh eating doll under your bed. And that's real to you. Like you really feel like that. But but it's not real. But it feels real to you. And so if somebody you call your parent in your room and you're like, oh, my God, mom, there's something under my bed. And they're like, boy, go to bed. And it's like, OK, but like, you know, that's your mom, like somebody that you see com- seek comfort in. And they're telling you to go to bed like it, they're disregarding how you feel. And it's hard. Like you can move on but like it's not easy you know and I feel like that's kind of the place that I'm in like they've already told me like get over that boy like whatever whatever um but like it's so hard and it's even harder when one of your close friends is dating your ex-boyfriend's good friend that's so hard like you want to be like happy and excited and you also want to be like hey um tell him to tell my ex like that I'm cool like tell him like Tell them that I'm not, like, who they think I am, you know? Like, you want to control, like, how they see you, and you can't. So that makes you sad. Like, just, it disappoints me, you know? Like, and I don't know, like, how to how to process how I feel. Because I'm like, I know why they're not talking to me. Because they're giving me space. Because they know I'm sad. But, like, I, it feels like they don't care. Like, I can't explain it. And, like, not only that, my sister, my, like, my whole family, everybody's doing this. Like, I don't really have a a community. There are people, random people who are reaching out like, hey, let's go hiking. Hey, I bought you some crystals. Hey, like, let's go for a drink. Like, people who want to get me out of the house. And I love that. And there are people that I love. But there are people that I'm close to, but I'm not that close to. Like, I'm forming new friendships because, like, it's not that I don't want to hang out with these people. But I don't really know them or have, like, a connection with them that I... I guess I'm ready for or wanted to have because, like, you're holding on to things that you should let go of. And Amanda Seals said in her podcast, like, in your 30s, you start realizing, like, friends you've been friends with for, like, 20 years, like, you don't want to fuck with them anymore. And I'm like, oh, shit. And what's real about that is, like, I I could be the friend that people don't want to fuck with anymore. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, everyone wants to fuck with me. Like, what? And it's a hard, like, pill to swallow. Like, am I the toxic person? But you could totally be that toxic person. And, like, like when, you know, my ex-boyfriend left me, I'm like, did he leave me because I'm toxic to his life? Um, but right before he left, like, he sent me a text saying, like, you know, he's going through a lot and he's worrying about, you know, trust and he doesn't have a lot of trust. So when I told him that I missed him, like, he had a hard time believing that. And he's like, but everything that you're doing is right, Michelle. Like, you're doing everything right. And I'm like, okay, cool. Then he left me. So I'm like, uh, am I doing everything right? So you don't know how to feel like about yourself because someone I looked up to him. I really valued and admired this person. So when he didn't see me in the same light, like it, it man, it, it crushed me. And not only that, like my friends, you know, when they all don't see me in the same light, it crushes me. It's like embarrassing. Like, like, I'm sorry to be walking around this way. I, I'm so sorry. And to be so clueless about not knowing 
and like trying to cater to everyone else to make sure that I'm making them feel comfortable is like the way that I lived my life forever. And it just makes me so sad. Like I can't even explain it and I don't want to cry, you know, but you just feel so defeated um, because everyone that I love is gone. And so I texted my mom even today and I was like, hey, mom, like, I know we talked about me moving in, but I just don't know if it's what I should do. Like, I don't know how healthy that space is going to be for me to grow in. I want to grow, but I just don't know how good it's going to be for me to move in with you. I don't know how good it's going to be for me to, like, I love my parents. I mean, they're not always home, but like my sister, you know, often goes over there because she has a son and my parents are his grandparents. And so they, they, uh, and she helps my sister out with a lot of different um, things in her life. And, um, and, uh, you know, she, she's around a lot. And, like, I don't think, oh, my God, we're going to be, like, fighting when she's there. But but her energy is, like, an energy that I don't know how to pick up on. So, like, part of me is, like, okay, like, you got to um, you gotta figure out how to grow. And, like, I, I have a little bit of time before I have to move out. But I don't have that much time. Like, I need to start packing and thinking about my future, like, now. And, um, like, I just don't know what to do. And, like... Last time we talked, we, you know, I talked about therapy and, like, if I need to go or if I want to go. And I'm scared to go, but, like, I'm like, maybe I should go, obviously, because I'm not saying, like, I don't know, like, how therapy works. I'm like, would she tell me, like, what to do? Like, she's not God or he's not God, but, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think I'm being, you know, low-key petty. Like, okay, like, so you don't like her. It's not that I don't like her. It's just, like, you know how she feels about you. Like, like when I posted all that stuff on Instagram, she's like, take it down. Like, what if there's somebody who admires you watching that and now they feel different because you're posting about how, like, someone can come inside of you and then disregard you in the next sentence. And I'm like, I'm not saying, like, come inside of me. I'm just saying, like, men will, like, jizz inside of a woman and then like, not care about them in the next breath, knowing that they can change that woman's life forever, you know, by coming inside of them, like, that's all I was kind of saying, but, you know, she was like, well, that's making you look bad, so take it down, and I roll my eyes, whatever, and then, you know, I take it down, because I respect her opinion, and, um, I was just hurt, man, I was so freaking hurt, and I'm still hurt, and I just feel like the people that you care about, they're gonna hurt you like intentionally or or unintentionally and it's a matter of how I perceive it or receive it and and what do I do with it and I don't want to keep running like I think like um realistically like it's embarrassing but like it's a smart idea to move home stack up money because you won't have rent you'll just be bringing in money to pay like off your debt and then you know see where you are financially when your six months comes or your excuse me, when summer hits again, excuse me, summer hits again, and then see, like, oh, I'll move to New York then, or um, I'll just get another job, or I'll stay at my job, but just um, get a different place to live, like, there's a lot of options, which makes it exciting, but also, like, overwhelming, because you, you, I don't want to make the wrong decision, like, I don't want to be like, yeah, New York is where I'm meant to be, and then three months go by, and I'm miserable, um, and poor, which is what happened the first time I went. Um, but I was also, like, distracted by the men. Men just thought I was attractive in New York. And um, 
distracted by like how nothing closes or clubs don't close till four and just all that shit um was distracting me and I'm like if I go back like I don't want to be distracted by that same stuff I'm grown like I need to be doing better but everybody got a roommate like everything's expensive like should I be trying to move there and just like that wait time in between that knowing like I I have to be like I this sounds terrible but like I avoid family because of how they make me feel and a lot of it I know is I guess a choice but like people know what they're doing and saying like people know and so I just wish like I wish I knew like who I'm supposed to be like I'm so confused and like I'm even getting sad that this recording is coming to an end because I'm like, I'll be stuck with my thoughts. I didn't mean to babble for 40 minutes, but, you know, my heart is heavy right now. Um, I still haven't seen a therapist, and I think, obviously, that's the next step. But, like, there's so much that I need to do, and I'm overwhelmed by it all. On top of, like, my actual job, I'm overwhelmed. And, like, this is the way that I feel often, but I was in a relationship And I had a partner who had a mindset of just, like, get up and do it, which is not wrong. But I don't know. Like, I wanted a hug or support or just, like, love. Like, I don't even know. And he got mad because my expectations and all that was not what he was planning on doing. And he was like, I need a partner, not a kid. Like, I don't want a kid. I want a partner. Like, he would yell at me all the time about, like, crazy stuff that I didn't... Like, he just, you know, mistook a lot of what I said. And I feel like that's happening with, like, family and friends. And I'm like, am I saying the wrong things? Like, I I really should think about what I'm saying. Because that's true. But a lot of the times, I'm just advocating for myself. I'm just trying to speak for myself. And people... I think it's a new thing for me. For people to be like, what? You know? um, I just hope that... Like... When I look back on this, even a month from now, like... I just want to be in a different place. Like, I might still be sad. Like, people were like, you'll get over it. Like, you'll still think about him. And you might still get sad and da-da-da. But, like, that makes me sad. Because I don't want... I don't want to still be captive to that. I don't want to still think about him and, oh, my God, I'm devastated. Or still think about him and find out he's getting married or he's in a wonderful relationship or he's moved, you know, somewhere awesome and I'm still stuck in the same dilemmas. Like, because that sounds like realistically what's happening and what's going to happen. Like, he's always been the kind of guy to let things go like while we were dating there was one point when he just quit his job like fuck it I'm done and he put in his resignation and he quit working and then all these people from his job are emailing him and like let's talk about this let's like you know we need you on the team and maybe that's what he wants is people to tell him how much they need him um and uh like that's a valid um need like we all kind of want that why I don't know but we do I guess and um you know I've always admired that about him how he's able to let something go so fast but I'm also like you don't think about do you ever think about me or do you feel sad ever like do you ever wonder like what's she doing right now 
And if he doesn't, man, what a, what a gift, you know, that I admire. And um, there's a lot. Like, I can sit here and talk all day about how I feel, you know. But I don't know if it matters. I just know that I, I pray that I can change, like, um, like my thoughts are so suicidal, you know, especially when I feel overwhelmed and defeated. I'm like, nigga, just take me out at the game. Like, I'm tired of this. And this week, like, I was talking to this one guy that I met literally the day after Goke left me, who's also Nigerian, but he lives in Africa. And he was like, why do you want to kill yourself when, like, everyone's gonna die at some point, like, why do you want to just take yourself out voluntarily, like, you might as well fight, and I'm like, when you don't have the energy to fight, like, how do you fight, like, and if you don't know what you're fighting for, how do you fight, like, I guess I was fighting to keep things that I didn't need, like, my ex-boyfriend and these two friends that I really, I thought I needed, I mean, I still feel like I need, um, but maybe they don't need me, Like, it's not all about what I need. And it's hard to know that, like, Gokade wants me to let him go so that he can self-evaluate. But I know, I don't know how much of that is actually happening. Like, it's so hard for me to, like, be here right now knowing, like, Gokade is probably living his best life. Um, yeah. And I never just said his name, but I don't really care. And I don't really... Like, Amanda said, <laughs> like, one of her episodes, she said her ex-boyfriend's name, and everybody in the studio was like, <gasps> she was like, what? Like, <laughs> people need to be called out. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Like, um, you can put two and two together also. But, like, um, I mean, I ca- I cared about this person so freaking much, y'all. Like, it was, it was crazy. Um, but I think a lot of that was manufactured and manipulated for me to care. Um. Yeah. So. I'm. I'm. I just. If you're listening and you're prayer, please pray for my strength, because I just want to grow. I want to be stronger, and um, like you be hearing songs like, like LMI has a song called like, um, I'm a push red every time you phone me. You about to be a memory. Oh, I'm like damn, like. What strength she got, like, for people to be singing songs about how they ain't phased by some dude. Like, there are times like that. There are some dudes that I'm not phased by. But then there are other people that you invest your life in. Like, I spent all the time at this person's apartment. You know, I cooked for him and cleaned for him. And um, not because he made me or anything, but it was like, how can I give back? If I'm going to be sitting around here, how can I give back to you so that you know that I care about your community and I would love to build a community with you? And what I hate about relationships is, like, people can fight or misunderstand each other or, like, have growing pains where we're still trying to learn each other and figure each other out. But I don't, I, I hate how it's so easy for people to be like, fuck it, this is not for me. Um, I, I think that's what crushed me is how I feel. Like, it shouldn't have ended that way. But, you know, it's, I guess, better now than later in life if we were married and had kids and you know, he's cheating on me after 20 years or 10 years or even 20 weeks, you know, 
So it could be a lot worse. Like there's no one to look after but me. But when I when I get those images of him traveling and I'm sitting at a table trying to sort out my bills, I'm like, this is my life now. Like this has always been my life. And maybe I got excited because like um, he was like financially savvy. And so he, he was helping me get in order. I think a lot of it just comes down to me wanting and needing help. And he was like someone I loved and and um, we, he was willing to help me because he enjoyed, you know, talking numbers and spreadsheets and things like that. And I was like, I need help with organization. So when that ended, one of the things I thought about was like, OK, so I have to figure this out on my own, which is, oh, my God, like not the end of the world. But it's like always better with help. Like two heads are always better than one. So I was like, man, like, you know, he's got himself like he can he ain't got to worry about me. And I, I have to figure out what the hell I'm going to do. Like, I just don't want to sit here and be a, a slave to my thoughts and my fears and stuff like that. Like, and I am. And like yesterday was like a good day. But like, man, it felt like work, like to be happy all day was like so hard for me. And um, even harder, like when I texted my mom, like, hey, I don't know if I want to move in because I don't know about the space and how conducive it's going to be for me. And her reply was no reply. Like, she ain't even wrote me back, y'all. And um, that kind of stuff is, you know, it bothers me. But I don't know if it's because I want her to tell me, like, no, move in. It's going to be fine. Or, like, I don't know. Like, I think it's her way of being like, well, you're an adult. You've got to figure out where where you want to be. Um, I just want to make them proud of me. And I just want to be, like, smart. Um... And, like, legit, I don't want to do it by myself. And I don't think I can. But I I worry about moving in and just, like, seeing, like, fake activity all day long. Like, God, I don't know if I should do that. And I also worry about secluding myself, like, moving in and, like, staying in, like, whatever room I'm sleeping in, like, and never leaving. Because that's probably what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, I don't want to be that kind of person, y'all. Um, this this ran way long. So if you're if you're still listening, you the real MVP, man. If you're not listening, I understand. <laughs> um, I'm sorry this episode didn't make sense, but you are inside of Mimi's mind, where things don't make sense ever, um, and there's a lot of thoughts. So yeah, hopefully tune in, and hopefully I'll have like more to say that later in this month of August as school gets back in session and um as uh you know life kind of takes its toll um I hope you all are just like being love and light and if you're sad you're in a dark place like I feel you dude I freaking feel you and um everyone's telling me like it'll pass so I'm gonna tell you that it'll pass too we just got to believe that and realize how strong, strong our minds are. Our minds are powerful. Um, and I just don't want us to forget that. And in the words of Tracy G, magic without movement is dead. So let's get up and move, guys. We may not know where we're going, but let's just move around a little. I don't know. I don't mean to be discouraged, but... But man, I mean, it feels good to talk about it, even if no one's listening. So um, thank you. Thank you for your time. And shout out to Anchor for letting us use this podcast system. You rock.